How are you now? Welcome to the Letterkenny Podcast. I'm your host, Arish, and this is episode two. On this episode, I clear up some things from the last episode. K. Trevor Wilson takes time out from Just for Last to do an interview with a podcast. No, not this one. Andrew Herr and Tyler Johnson play soccer in BC. So don't come up late, wait. Let's start the Letterkenny Podcast. Welcome to the Letterkenny Podcast. I'm your host, Arish. I wanted to clear up some things that I caught after I published episode one. As an afterthought, I decided to insert some clips from K. Trevor Wilson and Mark Forward doing some of their stand-up routines. Unfortunately, the way I edited the audio together, it gave the impression that those clips were from the Letterkenny Live show. They're not. The K. Trevor Wilson clip is from Stand Up and Bite Me, a stand-up comedy competition. Wilson was a contestant in 2015. This clip is round four, contestant seven. And you can find it on YouTube. I will put a link again to that clip in the notes. Incidentally, he won the competition that year. The Mark Forward clip is from his trailer for his stand-up special called Mark Forward Presents Mark Forward. You can watch the full trailer, and I will provide a link again. Now, speaking of Mark Forward, he'll be in Toronto at the Comedy Bar, where he'll be performing, and you can catch him for a paltry $5. That's on September 8th at 7 p.m. K. Trevor Wilson recently did the Just Laugh show in Montreal where it was recorded for a Netflix special to air as part of a comedy special in 2019. The as-yet-untitled series will feature comedians from around the world, and K. Trevor Wilson will represent Canada. I'll provide more information as it comes available. Information that's available now. K. Trevor Wilson did an interview for the podcast, Mike on Much. He talks about being an actor, a comedian, and having a vocal cord surgery just three weeks before the Just for Last show. Check it out for a nice insight into the actor that plays a lovable squirrely Dan. Andrew Herr and Tyler Johnson, who played Jonesy and Stewart, will be taking in a charity soccer match to be played before the Major League Soccer's Vancouver Whitecaps FC game on September 15th at BC Plays. They're having their annual Legends and Stars game. And this is played before the main game and features alumni members of the Whitecaps FC team as well as stars from uh, various shows including Riverdale, The 100, Once Upon a Time, I, Zombie, and more. And of course, Letterkenny. So if you're in the Vancouver area and you already have tickets to the Whitecaps FC versus Seattle Sounders FC, you can buy those tickets for only $5. You must already have a ticket for the uh, main game, and you can watch this game and attend for $5. Proceeds for this event go to BC's Children's Hospital. That's it for news. Now, on to the review. Today we're going to review Season 1, Episode 2. Super Soft Birthday Party. This aired originally February 7th, 2016, directed by Jacob Tierney, written by Jared Kiso and Jacob Tierney. The title crawl says, There are 5,000 people in Letterkenny. These are their problems. We open to Riley and Jonesy in a bar at a table talking to a fellow hockey player on his way up to the big city. This has nothing to do with the story, 
but it's pretty funny to hear him talk. It sounds like another language to Wayne and Gale, who happen to be sitting at the bar. We have our opening credits. Daryl walks up to the back porch, where Wayne, Katie, and Squirrely Dan are having a dart. Awkwardly, Daryl wants to ask Katie to skip his traditional super soft birthday party, a childhood tradition that his mom used to put on for Daryl. He admits he took a lot of teasing in school for it. Wayne and Katie persist, and the super soft birthday party is on. Back inside, Dan explains to Wayne how he is now required to fight for the right to be called the toughest guy in Letterkenny. The list of contenders are Sled Ted. He likes sleds and riding sleds and talking about sleds. He really likes sledding. There's Radass, because he's got a hairy ass like a rat. And Joint Boy, because he smokes lots of joints, all right? Katie's only condition is that there's no degens on the property, and the fights are at the end of the laneway. Outside, Riley and Jonesy pick up Katie, but they're not afraid to come up the laneway because of Wayne and the events of the last episode. Wayne, Daryl, and Dan have a conversation about a skateboard trick gone wrong. I'm not going to explain it, but you really need to watch it. First contender calls, and it's Sled Ted, making his first appearance, played by Jason Lee Bell. The fight music for this is by Chains of Love, and the song is called You Got It. The fight is quickly won by Wayne, confirmed by a parting handshake. Meanwhile, Katie goes into town to see the skids outside the store, and Stuart notices her. Back at the house, Wayne, Daryl, and Dan reflect on the fight won, and the one upcoming. Daryl has a lot of questions about Cologne, but concedes it's too expensive for him. He just wears sunscreen, banana boat. Inside, Katie tells Wayne that their neighbor won't rent them a horse for the super soft birthday party as last year eh, it came back drunk. And now the second contender arrives. It's Radass, played by Derek Barnes. Music for this fight is by the Deadly Snakes. The song is Playboys. Radass starts doing a lot of talking before the fight. And during the fight, he pulls his shirt off and we can confirm that he's got a hairy lower back. Wayne wins handily. No handshake for this match. Radass is out cold. Checking on the preparations for the party, Katie has to set Jonesy and Riley to task as they haven't got all the drink ingredients for the super soft birthday party and convinces them to go into the city. Wayne, Daryl, and Squarely Dan go over the last fight and can't believe how much Radass talked before a fight. Katie runs in, joins them, and roughs up Daryl, causing Dan to observe, You really are a Sally. And now Wayne prepares for Joint Boy, and Dan explains he'll be a tough match. He also has an entourage of bald-headed bearded dudes. And that's when Daryl asks Wayne if maybe they should call it Ginger. Wayne doesn't want to, because, well... You heard he fucked an ostrich, right? Allegedly. Super soft birthday time. We see a nice turnout of people having fun when Joint Boy, first appearance made by Joel Gagne, arrives and interrupting the party, asking for Wayne. With Katie's permission, Wayne sorts this one out. Now Joint Boy asks Wayne about the last episode's events where Wayne beat up a guy the kick to slow learning fella in the bum while having a piss. That slow learning fella was his second cousin. And Joint Boy, for this reason, is willing to call it even, 
but since Wayne has no idea who Joint Boy is, the fight is on. Music for this fight is by The Values. The song is Axe on Your Doorstep. Fight is pretty evenly matched, but ultimately Wayne wins. Joint Boy is knocked to the ground. And as he comes to, out of breath, Wayne comes and asks him if he wants to come to a super soft birthday party. Daryl and Dan are sitting, chatting, watching Wayne and Katie make cupcakes. And we learn that this party is really more for Wayne and Katie, as they were never allowed to have a birthday party growing up. And that's why they go all out for Daryl. Daryl is actually happy it isn't the super softest birthday party ever, because Joint Boy and his pals. He was almost considering calling Stuart and the skids, but maybe bring their white power to, to liven things up. This leads to a conversation between Daryl and Dan about schneef and schneefing and places to schneef the white stuff, the snooter, the devil's dandruff, the dander. Jonesy and Riley are talking about taking a horse home. Wayne and Joint Boy make nice over cupcakes. And Daryl observes Wayne with a tiara, cupcake frosting on his face, that he is the toughest guy in Letterkenny. End credits. And that's it for... Season 1, Episode 2. After the credits, there is a scene where Riley and Jonesy do an audition for The Amazing Race. A couple of notes on this episode. This is the first appearance of Sled Ted, Radass, and Joint Boy. Before every fight, Wayne, Daryl, and Squirrely Dan take a shot in or a swig of Gus and Brew whiskey. Squirrely Dan wears a baseball cone hat on top of his baseball hat. Riley wears two birthday hats like an 80s Madonna bra. And the following is a list of places Squirrely Dan has hoovered schneef. Behind the manure pile, off an awake cow's teat, off the cover of Gordon Corman's This Can't Be Happening at McDonnell Hall, off the collection plate in the rectory, and uh, he, he knows what dick dingers are. Now, after watching this, you might want to have your own super soft birthday party. You will need the following things. You will need a horse made up like a unicorn, not a donkey, a horse. You will need boy band karaoke, assortment of charcuterie, cupcake decorating station with frosting, colored sprinkles and candies, a cotton candy machine, unicorn masks, pinata, pink boas, inflatable palm trees, tiaras and birthday hats, pink cutlery and cups, a bouncy castle, and a bar with super soft drinks. And these drinks are all real, in some form or another. Corabella Love Potion, Purple Passion Punch, Lemon Gingerini, Apricot Toblerone Cocktail, a Flirtini, and Sparkling Mango Sorbet Float. Now, if you get all those things... Pretty sure you're right quick to a super soft birthday party. Maybe the softest one ever. And now for my favorite dialogue. So, this is after the fight with Radass. Katie comes over to Daryl in the barn, and she holds his arms back while Wayne smacks him in the gut, and Daryl falls to the ground. And the conversation that ensues, I found pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that's not polite, Katie. You really are a Sally. The most action I've seen since I gave the dairy cows keeps a good scrubbing. I don't need to know that. You're pretty good at wrestling there, Katie, and that's what I appreciate about you. Is that what you appreciate about me? Let's go easy over there, Squirrely Dan. Yeah. Oh, hey, look at you, ground. 
I like this because it shows the playfulness among all four of our main characters. I love this little setup where Dan is obviously infatuated with his friend's sister, but is not too subtle about it. I like the appreciates making Dan seem like a well-meaning but simpler fellow batting way out of his league. Dan isn't hiding it. Katie knows it, and Wayne is well aware. My final thoughts on this episode. My thoughts on this episode. This one and the previous one rely heavily upon each other. Almost like a TV pilot, where the first episode is a two-parter. I found these two episodes give us a well-rounded look at our main cast, supporting characters, and the town of Letterkenny itself. Let's be honest here, folks. This isn't a J.J. Abrams multi-layered time-traveling plot-driven device. This is first and foremost a character-driven series where the conversations are believable and the circumstances are plausible, if not a bit over the top. The idea that you could have a single episode where the same characters have to jump from fighting to be the toughest guy in Letterkenny while simultaneously planning a super soft birthday party? Well, we have ourselves a series. Well, thanks for listening. You can send feedback to the show on Twitter at LetterkennyPOD or on Facebook, search Letterkenny Podcast. You can also follow our website, LetterkennyPodcast.com. The song to close out today's show is again by Indian Wars off their 2012 album called Songs from the North. And this song is called There and Back Again. It's track number one. Check it out. That's it for this episode. Until next time. the ground.